Welcome back to Journey of a Ballaholic, the best podcast for basketball addicts. I'm your host, General Hannibal X. Now, in this journey, we're going to be discussing Giannis Antetokounmpo, his ascension to superstardom, as well as the return of Carmelo Anthony. Now, the NBA, as we know, has totally changed over the years to where now it's become almost like positionless, where you've got guys that are playing at the four position who can step out and they can handle the ball, they can shoot from the outside, and Giannis truly encapsulates all of that. Carmelo Anthony is an old school player, even though he's about 6'8", you know, he has the ability to play with his back to the basket, he can ISO, he could truly do a lot of different things, and that's what we're seeing from the NBA today is that if you're going to be a big forward and that's what Carmelo and Giannis are they're, they're forwards who have that ability to play the three or the four they have that ability to handle the ball shoot score from many different positions on the court and that's the evolution of the NBA game a lot of people think that the NBA in trying to change has gotten rid of the center position and that's not necessarily true the center position is still there big men like Andre Drummond Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard, Rudy Gobert, those traditional centers are still there. The change in the NBA has come at the four position, where you got guys that are, once again, they're multiverse. They have that ability to do so many different things. And now that we're seeing guys like, you know, the 6'11", the 6'10", 6'8", 6'9", version of multiple, uh, multiple different players, we're starting to see the game is truly evolving to where if you're going to play that four spot, you have to have that ability to be able to play inside as well as outside. And that's one of the things that Giannis is doing and he had to do, especially after losing to Toronto last year, he had to be able to evolve his game. So on today's journey, I'm going to be discussing with the caller how Giannis is truly ascending and the return of Carmelo Anthony. Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so welcome back to Journey of a Ballaholic. I'm here today with Soulmonger. You can find him on Instagram, one of the top gaming guys you're going to check out. Uh, check out his YouTube as well, Soulmonger Gaming. If you want to see him playing Call of Duty, even some NBA 2K, this is definitely the guy you want to check out. How's it going today, brother? Going good, man. Yourself? Oh, man. Listen, I appreciate you coming jumping on Journey of a Ballaholic with me, man. I want to go ahead and jump right into this thing where I got you on the line today, bro. Now, we was talking about it in the Ballaholic community, man, just about how the NBA changed where it's so positionless now. And you've got guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, guys who were just seven feet tall and just absolute monsters. So I want to just kind of get your perspective on how the game has changed from some of the past guys that we've seen to some of the new guys. And guys like a Carmelo Anthony, for instance, a guy who's able to transition his game from being such so iso ball, so bully ball dominant to be able to fit in with the Portland Trailblazers. What's some of your thoughts on the Carmelo Anthony's, you know, his resurgence, as well as how Giannis Antetokounmpo is really changing the game in the present and also for the future. Uh, so for me, for Carmelo, man, I, I'm, you know, I was a huge Carmelo fan growing up. Um, I'm just glad to hear that he's back doing the comeback in the league. Um, I know that the league kind of changed underneath his feet when he was right in his prime. So, you know, the whole offense would go to state, having people shoot three-pointers now. It's more of a perimeter threat type of game now than is an inside-outside kind of game. Melo was one of those good inside-outside type of players, so it's just good to see him being able to adapt. Somebody was able to give him a chance in Portland. Uh, 
congrats to CJ and Dame for that, you know, for making that happen with the owners over there. Uh, so it's just good to see Melo back in the league after a year for him not being in the league, not seeing him go off like he normally is, not him being the player that he used to be when he was in Denver when he was in New York. I know he has some stints in OKC where he was all right, and then I know in Houston in the last, they cut him after 10 games. So it's just really good to see Melo back in the league, back being one of the, one of the top performers on his team. Um, helping the Portland Trailblazers pretty much be 3-0 in the last three games that they had. I know they didn't really play anybody that was like super spectacular, but it's just good to see Melo out there hooping, um, contributing to his team, being a factor, and you know, not more of a hindrance to his team. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting though, man, because I think you hit it on the head to, to go an entire year without having Carmelo Anthony. It, the NBA just didn't feel right, bro. Like, I mean, in all honesty, when you think about who Carmelo has been, how, I mean, like for me, Kobe Bryant's my favorite player. And I remember hearing Kobe talk about how the toughest guy he had to go up against was Carmelo because he was just a bull on that box. And yeah. to be able to not have a position in the NBA out of 30 teams, 15 players on each team, we can't find one spot for this man, you know? So, so it, like you said, I agree with you, man. It definitely is good to see him back into the league. And, like, you hit it on the head, bro. I mean, he's been playing well, especially his last three games. I mean, he's giving you legitimate production, and he's doing it efficiently. That's one of the things that's kind of been a downfall for Melo over his years is sometimes people yeah. say he's more of a volume scorer. I mean, you look at his last three games, like, granted, it's a small sample size, but he's, what, 57% from the field, I think, almost 46%, something like that, from the three. So he's doing it, and he's doing it efficiently. And I, it's, it's such a good thing to be able to see that, man. Yeah, definitely think we were good to be seeing that. It's definitely good to see how it shot is. Like, that, you know, it still looks nice. His form is still so nice. pure. <laughs> He's in shape. So it's, it's good to see that. It's not like he took the year off. And, you know, he wasn't serious about coming back. He stayed ready and believed. And, you know, mm -hmm. somebody gave him a chance. And I was just happy that it was Portland. Somebody in the Western Conference. He's playing in the tough Western Conference, too, not bad. So, I mean... It's good to just see him be back in the Western Conference, back with a team that it looks like he's able to fit in. You know, Dame just came back off of an injury. You know, they've been rolling pretty much. So hopefully, you know, if he keeps up, hopefully Portland somehow sneak their way into the playoffs. It would be good to see Melo in the playoffs, you know, his first year back. Oh, man. That 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 right there is, is – and I think that's going to be the key because they've had Dame, CJ, and they've had success in the past. Right. But – up until last year, even they kind of were flaming out. You know, even though they were having a lot of regular season success, they weren't having that playoff success. Granted, they made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, but Melo's that guy who can be that X factor. You know, he's that guy that, you know, you don't have to... Defenses aren't going to game plan against him, per se, but he's that guy that can give you 20 or 30 on any given night. You know, and so to have that option on the wing, a guy who can kind of be a stretch four for them, it's big time. You know, especially with the addition of a guy like Whiteside, who's going to be more of a defensive a traditional big down low, Melo can kind of play off of him and space that floor. I think it's a perfect fit, just just from not just a culture standpoint, but on the on and off the court, even with the X and O's as well, man. Yeah, that's that's for sure. It's just good to see Melo um, just adapting. Like passing, he's passing the ball more. Um, I've seen him a little bit more active on defense. He's not mm -hmm. playing as much defense as he as we would like for him to play, but you know he is making his non guaranteed deal worthwhile. So maybe. Next year they'll sign him for something for for a minimal amount, or maybe just a little bit more, depending on if he keep playing at this intensity. I think he can do it. Steam, they just have to focus, and he just got to know what he wants. Just go for it. I, I think he's got it. Man. I, I I just love what I see from him. Yeah, and I, 
And, and I think, the, not to, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but I think the reality is Portland, they weren't expecting much defense from Melo when they brought him on. You know, I mean, that right, right. That, <laughs> that kind of goes with the territory with Carmelo, man, is that, you know, he's going to, he's a, typical is a volume score. And I think that one of the things that they're allowing him to do, which is really benefiting him, is they're giving him the opportunity. That's the one thing that Houston didn't do. Houston was trying to bring him off the bench, trying to play him in reserve type minutes. And that's not Melo. Melo's a rhythm player. He's a rhythm scorer. So he's got he's right. got to take shots. He may miss his first two or three, but once he gets into a rhythm, he can go and hit the next four or five. You know, and so he, he has to get those shots. And it's good to see that Portland is willing to say, "Listen, we're not going to change you from who you are to try to fit our system. We understand who you are. We're bringing you in to play within our system, but we want you to be Carmelo." And I think that's the best way to utilize a player like that um, right. to, to kind of transition. Speaking of how you utilize a player, let's look at the flip side because Melo just won the player of the week, um, which I do want to get your comment on, on that also. But the other side was for the Eastern Conference, Giannis won player of the week. Now, I think we both can agree that Giannis earned player of the week. But before we go on to Giannis, what do you think about Carmelo getting player of the week in the Western Conference? Um, now, that's a tough one. I'm happy that he got player of the week, you know, that's cool because he's actually played a good, decent team, put in a good amount of work to even be nominated, so that's good. But to have it over Hardy, who scored 60, and Luka, error for everyone who's played against Dallas this year, I just don't know that I would have just gave it to him just yet. But, I mean, congrats to Carmelo, you know what I'm saying? It's cool to see that, you know, yeah. give it to him. But, honestly, in my vote, my opinion, I think Hardy should have got it. That yeah, that, that that right there. I mean, Harden, I know he's got to be sick of getting passed up for awards, whether it's the regular season MVP, whether it's a weekly honor, whatever it may be, because it just seems like regardless of what he does, it seems like Harden is probably one of the most underrated players. As hard as this may be to believe, Harden, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the league because I don't think people truly are taking what he's doing and looking at it for what it truly is. I think they're kind of... I don't know. It's different, you know. He, he's 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 not a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan type score, but he's still one of the greatest scores we've ever seen, you know. And so because yeah. he's doing it differently, I think maybe that's why he doesn't get the credit that that he deserves. But to kind of get back on topic, though, the the flip side, Giannis Antetokounmpo, a, a, an absolute freak of nature, a guy who is truly defining positionless basketball. I mean, you look from when he first came into the league, he was playing point guard a little bit, he was playing small forward. Powerful, so he can truly play basically the one through five, right? right. Give me, give me some of your thoughts on Giannis. Um, I think Giannis is beast. Um, I'm gonna be real; I wasn't expecting him to be as good as he is now, but I'm glad that he's grown into the type of player that we're used to seeing for him. I think once Giannis develops like a consistent three point jumper, which I, I see he's been shooting three a lot more this year, and then you know it's kind of gelling down for him. But once he has like a consistent three point shot. Uh, he, he's already unstoppable, but he's really going to be unstoppable because he'll, he won't have to always go to the paint. He don't have to, he don't have to pass. He could just pull a step back three on you, or just pull up on you, and you know the shot might shot is going to go in if, it's, if he put the work in. And it don't look like he ain't going to stop no time soon. I see he's been getting mentoring help from Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant challenged him to win the MVP, so he did. Now, yeah, that a challenge to win an NBA championship, and that's not too far out of the draft. Um, if they could easily be in the finals this year, if they can get past everyone in the East, they own a 12-game winning streak because Giannis has just been killing the game in the East, it's especially in the East. 
you know, averaging 28. That man is a triple-double machine. And I just feel like he got the, I think last year really motivated him losing to Kawhi like that. And I think this year he's just, he just coming out with something to prove. And I think he really wants, I think he really wants that ring. That's what I think he wants. And I think he can get easily in the, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Toronto is good, but they're not as good as they were with Kawhi. Uh, Boston is looking okay with Kimba and Gordon Hayward turning back to all-star form. Uh, Philly is probably the, the team to beat with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, so I, I, I see his future is bright. He's, he's real bright. And as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, he'll easily be a champion. You know, so I believe my kids a couple years once the prime retire. So we'll see what happens. I think that's a I think that's a real good point, man, because when I look at Giannis, I, I agree with you. I think he is next in line uh to to be that one that can not only surpass LeBron as far as being the best player in the game today, um, but I think he has the potential to try to elevate his name into that, you know, that all-time great conversations. I mean, because you look at the numbers he's putting up, man. This guy's putting up Shaquille O'Neal type numbers, and he's able to do it almost as like the point forward you know i mean a guy that can give you 30 plus points you know 12 13 rebounds with five six assists and is going to be an elite defender as well that's tough and i think the point that you made earlier was was dead on where you talked about he's confident enough to take the three and i think that's one of the biggest things that separates um well it's a couple of different things but ben simmons his inability to even have the confidence to take them is why defenses will just play off of him. And I think Giannis saw that in the playoffs last year against Toronto, that he had to become a, a capable three-point shooter to where they're going to respect him. And he's up his three points, uh, his three-point attempts to almost five a game so far. And like you say, even though he's not shooting a an immaculate uh, percentage, he still is respectable. You, you're not going to just leave him wide open. And I think that's what is, is allowing his scoring to just have an absolute career years because you you don't know how to play him. I mean, how do you guard a guy who, if you leave him open, he will take it and hit a three, and if you push up on him, who'll go right around and dunk over your whole team? You know, like how do you how do you guard that? So it's going to be tough, man. What, now, where do you rank um, Giannis currently right now among active players in the NBA? Uh, currently, right now, I would say Giannis is in my top five. He's probably I probably give him. Probably like four, I, I would say. Um, even though Kawhi Leonard take days off with the low management and stuff, I still he's a top two player to me. Mm-hmm. He's not better than LeBron, of course, but I would I would say my order is LeBron, uh, Kawhi, AD, and Giannis. Ooh. And now, now that was an interesting. That caught me by surprise because first of all, I agree with you. I have LeBron number one and Kawhi number two. But your number three is what truly surprised me because I wasn't expecting to hear Anthony Davis. So get, I want to break those two down as far as why you rank Davis over Giannis. Um, Anthony Davis this year has been crazy. Like um, he's been putting up numbers that I'm used to seeing him put up in New Orleans. Um, the fact that LeBron is making him the number one guy and he's taking that challenge and he's showing up night after night. Uh, we know that Anthony Davis is not the most durable person in the league. He has some injury injury history that we are well documented about. Mm-hmm. But through this season and through these last few games on the on the that the Lakers has been on, Anthony Davis has definitely been phenomenal. He's had a couple forty point games as well. He's played pivotal defense in pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. 
um, from game-winning shot blocks to steals. So Anthony Davis is pretty much doing it all too. Um, if Giannis and Anthony Davis probably went head to head, it would probably be a good thing to watch. Oh I'm man, the garden and vice versa. I feel like Giannis would give Anthony Davis tough fits on defense too. So I just think that'd be like a wonderful matchup. I'm not saying that it's by very far that Anthony Davis is above Giannis, mm -hmm. but if I put two together because I just like how Anthony Davis is, is looking this year after seeing him from the last couple of years, I, I, I put him on Giannis right now. I get that. I get that. Anthony, Anthony Davis is definitely in my top five. Um, I have Giannis as my number three right now, um, slightly in front of James Harden as well as Anthony Davis. Um, but like I said, I, I think you made a good, strong case for why Anthony Davis is in that conversation. Um, like I said, Giannis, man, to me, he's just, he, he's something that we've never seen, you know, and, and it's and it's kind of hard to say that when you think about all the greats that we actually have seen, but this is somebody like, literally, we, he's 25 years old. Think about that, you know, 25 and he's still getting better you can see he's adding to his game every single year I mean, we're talking about career year and points career year and in threes and rebounds like like he's still getting better and i don't think he's even close to his peak you know and so that's a scary sight man when you think about that and i think like i said when you really look at the competition that he has in the east it, it's not much from a individual standpoint like i said there's it's him and then it's a drop off between who the next best player is in the east right so he's got the east on lock from a talent standpoint similar to how lebron had when, the, when he was in the east you know just from an individual talent standpoint now i think you the point you made about the philadelphia 76ers and the celtics raptors as far as from a team standpoint the milwaukee bucks do have some competition out there but this is a, this is a star driven league as we know you know what i'm saying and and having the best player in the conference gives the milwaukee bucks a lot of opportunity to be able to win something do you think do you think Giannis can win a championship in milwaukee Ooh, uh, I mean, it all depends on who he plays against in the West. Uh, if he plays against the Lakers, probably not. But <laughs> any other team to come out of the West, most definitely, I think he could win a, win a, champ, a chip with uh, in, in Milwaukee. Mm. Definitely think it could happen. It could have happened last year. He just came up a little bit short. But you know, things happen like that. I think I think he got enough to where they can to where he can do it. They probably just need like maybe one more piece. Yeah. I heard Trading or trying to trade for Chris Paul or one Chris Paul to be able to walk up, but like that would be a perfect fit because just based on how Chris Paul moves the ball, you know, I'm saying really played with nobody like that before, and so I feel like Chris Paul can help him and develop him into that that guy that we will see win the championship. But I feel like he, he can do it. Probably not this year, but in the next couple of years, I can see it. But you know what's so, what's so crazy, and this is the thing that frustrates me about Milwaukee was they had, even though Chris Paul and I agree, Chris Paul would be a good fit, but they had Malcolm Brogdon. A guy who could create shots for Giannis, a guy who could get his own shot. You know, he was a 50-40-90 guy, and they let him go, you know. So, and I think that's one of the things that kind of, in my opinion, is why Milwaukee has kind of taken a slight step back. Um, but you mentioned about Giannis making the finals. I think they have a legitimate chance. I don't have them. I have the Philadelphia 76ers going this year, but they do have a chance. If they were in the, the finals, and if you're the coach of Milwaukee, who do you put Giannis on? you put him on LeBron or Davis? Ooh, tough call. Uh, ooh, yeah, I, that, is, that is tough. I mean, if LeBron is on fire, I'm going to say in the game's perspective, way, it all, I guess it all depends on who is doing what on the offensive end. If LeBron is in the zone and LeBron is scoring more than he's passing the ball, then I would have to guard LeBron. But if it's Anthony Davis and LeBron is looking more for Anthony Davis to score the ball like he's been doing the past couple of games, I would have to be honest. 
Yes, and I think that's going that's to be the issue, I think, with Giannis in Milwaukee is that, you know, he doesn't have that second star. You know, Chris Middleton is a borderline all-star, but you need he, he needs a legitimate number two, uh, especially with Kevin Durant coming back next year once he gets healthy and he's got Kyrie Irving. You know, it's, he's going to need some help. You know, I think this year is going to probably be the best opportunity for him to, to get to the finals because, like I say, last year Kawhi was the best in the East. Now that Kawhi's gone, Giannis takes that crown as the best player in the East. He's got to do it now before Kevin Durant comes back and, is, and shows that he may can get back to being healthy. Because then now you got to deal with a whole other monster in Brooklyn, you know. So we'll see, man. Right. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, man. Listen, I, I definitely appreciate you for coming on, Soul Monger, man. And you're always welcome to come on Journey of a Ballaholic anytime, bro. Um, Absolutely. But listen, I, I appreciate you for checking me out. Like I say, if anybody who wants to check out some gaming, make sure that you check out Soul Monger on Instagram. You can also uh, check out his YouTube channel. That's Soul Monger Gaming. That's S O L. E M O N G E R. That's Soul Monger Gaming on YouTube. Check them out. All right, man. You too. You take it easy. Yes, indeed. Peace. All right, later. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you'll be notified whenever a new episode is posted. Also, make sure that you rate and review this podcast and that you share it with your friends. Listen, if you would be interested in becoming a guest on Journey of a Ballaholic, please email me at journeyballaholic at gmail.com. That's journey, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, ballaholic, B-A-L-L-A-H-O-L-I-C at gmail.com. That's all one word, journeyballaholic at gmail.com. Listen, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope that one day you'll be able to come out and join the Ballaholic conversation. Until then, peace.